Welcome to Witchcrafted. I'm your host, Amy Chi. And I'm Joshua Lancaster. And today's topic is, is that okay? But it's, is that okay? <laughs> oh, so funny. All right, so, yeah, it's so funny. It's Pride Month. It is Pride Month. Um, this is, uh, do you want a little bit of history on Pride Month real quick? Of course. Okay, so Pride Month started when the air conditioning went out in an apartment complex. And all the gay men got real hot and they started screaming out the window going, hey, we need help. We have no air conditioning. And then all of a sudden this lesbian showed up in a truck and she fixed the air conditioning and they all ate and they had a great time. And that's when they decided uh, Gay Pride Month was going to start. Oh, okay. so well, that started. I mean, <laughs> that would that that almost ships. If I wasn't that, sure you were told to so close full to of shit. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> that's almost there. Um, but no, uh, we've both been crazy busy. Uh, Amy is officially back. Welcome back. Wee! Welcome back. Copyright, copyright, copyright. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Amy's officially back. I am officially exhausted. Fair. From my crazy weekend, yeah. I am also um, exhausted. I, it was not a good day today, but it's okay. <laughs> it's it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. But it is okay to also be gay. Oh, so, full circle. Put that all over a t-shirt. I see mm. how you did. Okay. Yeah. So uh, for all of those who are not on my social media, I did not win Mr. Uh, Upper Cumberland, but... I did come uh, as first alternate, so that is great. And I won talent. What is I'm first alternate? Proud. What if people don't know so, drag slang? Okay, or pageant slang in general. So first alternate is technically second place. Uh, first alternate just simply means that if for some reason Justin Dreams, who beat me, well-deserved win, by the way, uh, if Justin Dreams uh, for some reason gets arrested or doesn't fulfill his duties as Mr. Upper Cumberland, then the title gets handed to me. He's not going to screw up. He's not going to do anything bad. So I am not going to get that title <laughs> um, this year, but I am going to go for it next year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and I have another pageant coming up that I have planned. So um, getting everything together for that, reaching out to sponsors, doing all that stuff. So boom. Um, but yeah, I'm really happy because I still in complete shock because I thought, okay, if I'm going to win anything, it's going to be presentation uh, and then everything else I'll fail at. Like that was the, this is what I'm going to most likely win at. And then the one category that I was like, I'm not going to place even close to top in that would be talent. And I won talent and I was real confused and you could see it on my face because <laughs> I was like, Okay, I won talent. Well, but Justin Dreams and I, uh, we were literally seven points apart. And just like Amy said, for those of you who don't know, seven points is not a lot. Yeah, that that's like you get ticked points for the smallest things. Um, the main thing I got is the two colored blacks of my suit didn't match, um, which I can agree with. They are slightly different if you're being super picky, which they had to be right because we were neck and neck. Like presentation, he beat me in all three categories, but we were only like one or two points apart in each category. Um, so it was really hard for them to decide. And then I blew him away in talent. So that also was a big factor in it as well. 
Um, cause I think it was like almost 10 or 12 points. I can't remember what he sent me, but it like talent was what really got me up there, which I'm still shocked that my talent was as high as it was. Yeah. Um, you were so but, nervous about that too. Yeah. Well, it's because I didn't know how people were going to take it. Yeah. Um, because it was a joke on witchcraft itself, playing with the idea of uh, a, a man trying to come out of the closet and trying to get the courage for it. So he goes and gets, goes to um, a witch to try to get assistance with yeah. that. Um, and then it breaks into a song. And then to find out he had the courage in him all along to come out of the closet. <laughs> um, and the witch was involved. Oh, my God. You, next time you can totally do the same thing, but you can do it like Wizard of Oz. Totally. You know, totally do it. Because at the end, the wizard's like, they had it the whole time. (laughs) They had it the whole time. Well, for the next pageant, it's solo talent. So I can't have anybody on stage with me and I can't have large props. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of where I'm trying to figure out how I want to uh, approach that. But um, so, yeah, anyways, long story short, we got really close in points. And it's so funny because... They were tallying up the points, and we had to wait backstage while they were doing it. And Justin was like, oh, you've totally won this. You know, I I thought I knew from the beginning that you had this. And I looked over at him, and I was like, you're incorrect. I think you've got this. And we sat there and argued for like five minutes about each other's items. And it was really funny because everybody's just kind of looking at us like, you're supposed to be arguing that you thought that you won, not that the other person won. Yeah. Um. It, it was it was a good moment, but yeah. So we we've become super close uh, due to all this. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm super excited to continue with Upper Cumberland Pride. Uh, speaking of Upper Cumberland Pride and gay shit, um, <laughs> I am actually for the first time ever I am performing at a Pride Festival, which is going to mark something off of uh, my bucket list because um, I'm performing at Upper Cumberland Pride from the one to three. Time frame. I'm super crazy excited, and I've got my witchcrafted stickers to sell up there, which are adorable, by the way. Love my little stickers. Okay, stickers. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I thought, because I came up with the idea of doing something really stupid for this week's podcast, because both of us didn't have time to research. Um, and just so you guys know, we're doing gay shit all week, or, or all month. Um, so most likely our crimes and conspiracies is going to be based in something kind of gay. Definitely. Um, yeah. So started out the month with all stars, RuPaul's drag race. And then today I thought, is it okay? Which is just a joke on, is it okay to say this to a gay person or ask a gay person this question? Um, Amy is pretty good about knowing what not to say and what to say. Um, but I thought it was a, a great topic to have a conversation about, especially since you have, uh, you know, you have a niece who is, uh, where are we standing right now with your niece? Uh, nephew. Nephew. <laughs> nephew. So we are a nephew. Nephew, uh, female to male. He's actually upstairs right now at my house. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know he had gotten there. Yet. Yeah, yeah. He um he actually caught her plane ride with my daughter down here because oh, okay. it was it was Caitlin's first time flying. So, and he wanted to come out anyway. So it kind of just made sense for them to fly down here together or over here. I guess right. it would be over from Tennessee. So, yeah, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they've been here what like two weeks now. 
Okay. I didn't know that they had uh, flown in together. I know that your nephew uh, was talking about coming down. I just didn't know. Also, there's been like the question of like where they land on their sexuality along where along with like who they're attracted to. So there's been like these. Yeah. And still informative moments. Yeah. And still questioning. Um, but he, we've talked about it in the last, you know, week or so. And he definitely feels like they doesn't fit. And like, okay. Um, she, her definitely doesn't fit. Like he is most comfortable. Um, and my sister's actually kind of trying to get on board. So that's interesting. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's a good way. She still, she, she still dead names him all the time. And I admit I, I do it to parties, uh, who he isn't out to obviously. Um, cause I would never do that to him. And, um, so then sometimes it's hard for me to like switch back and forth, you know, <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's going to be one of the topics that we kind of uh, talk about here because we're going to be talking a lot about gay culture um, because I wanted to have that conversation with you because, first of all, you've been in gay culture for a long time because of me. Um, you've kind of seen my ups and downs with dealing with my sexuality along with like the idea of transitioning when I was thinking about transitioning. So. And my drag tra- changing from male to female, so or female to male. So, you know, it's it's a lot to to discuss. Yeah, and I thought this was the perfect time to do it. <laughs> I actually have a funny tidbit about the gay. Okay. Um, so the gay, the gay. So Caden, my nephew, um, was like, "Hey, Amy, I was talking to Tim about maybe if we could go to Pride while I'm here." And I was like, mm-hmm. and he was like, I don't know if you would really be interested in doing that, though. And like gave me a puzzled look. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, well, I didn't know if like, you know, you, you'd really want to go to Pride. And I was like, I'm gay. What are you talking about? And he was like, well, I, I didn't I didn't know. And I was like, no, Tim is the last man I'm ever going to marry. He won the jackpot. <laughs> so <laughs> he's the he's last man I'm ever going to be with. <laughs> and he was like, well, I didn't know if, you know, you felt that way. And I was like, I'm not secretive about it with people that I right. feel comfortable not being secretive about it, you know? Yeah. Well, too late now. Well, you just recorded it. And nobody, <laughs> nobody who cares that way would be listening. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Even. Well, and that, that's one thing that. No, go ahead. I think. No, you're good. Uh, I think with our culture nowadays, you know, I, I love that we're getting to the point that sexuality is kind of not a question anymore. Like, I remember growing up where sexuality was this gigantic question, like, are you gay or are you not? Yeah. And the idea of, oh, you well, you can't be bisexual, that's just selfish, um, or you just don't think you're good enough to be with one or the other. Right. Like, that's also one of those, is it okay moments that we're going to have to talk about. <laughs> but um, it, it had, like, the one thing that I've thoroughly enjoyed, especially with TikTok, I think TikTok has... Uh, I mean, if you want the Christians to really go after something that turns people gay, um, yeah, it would be TikTok. Because, you know, when we're talking about TikTok in general, TikTok has very much opened the door to conversations and and 
Uh, by the way, that's Amy's new. S- sorry. New cat. <laughs> no She's very talkative. <laughs> um, but that's that's kind of what has been the big thing um, that I've enjoyed is hearing people feel like they can express themselves. You know, we're seeing. Um, have you seen this guy? He, um, big burly dude, like big, sexy, burly, full beard. That's a man who transitioned into this. She's extremely masculine, but she's toning it down. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. To fit yeah. more of the feminine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Beautiful in both. But just like this moment of, like, I was going through TikTok and I saw them originally before they transitioned. Right. And I was like, that is a fine ass man. That is a good looking man. And then saw the transition. I was like, that's a beautiful woman. That's a strong, crazy, beautiful woman. Like, it's mind-blowing how gorgeous they are as a male and then transitioning into their true self. Absolutely just gorgeous. It's just like, you shouldn't be allowed to do both. (laughs) You can't be gorgeous both ways. Right. Like, that's unfair to the rest of us uglies out here. Right? We're just trying to get by. And (laughs) you transition from this this very handsome masculine man to this gorgeous feminine woman, and I'm going to flip a table. Like, I'm not happy with this. This is bullshit. And that's a joke, by the way. But no, just, and I've seen that a lot with people are, you know, coming into their own skin and throwing those things to the side that they're just like, I don't care what people think anymore. I'm going to be who I am. Screw everybody else. You know, I'm going to be me. Um, and I, I'm thoroughly enjoying that. So let's jump into the, is it okay? Uh, segment. So, so are we uh, doing this the, like a quiz? Are you going to ask me kind questions? Of, and they'd be like, yeah, how do you feel about of, that? Also, I yeah, need exactly. to preface this with when we were younger and oh, like God. when we started going to play and stuff together uh-huh. and people would call me your fag hag. Oh, my God. Do you remember that? That's another one. Yeah. Yes. That is not okay. That's not okay. That is not a term (laughs) to call somebody. But I also didn't know that, um, because what they called it, the straight girls who hung out with the gays, right? That was like the synonymous term for that. But I didn't know that they slept with their gay friends. They tried to, yes. And I was like, So that was an old thing. Yeah, that was a thing back in the day because a lot of women thought that if they hung out with gay men, there was the chance that they could Turn change them? them. Yes. Like a vampire? Sorry. Why did I say it like that? <laughs> Turn them? That's because in the back of your head, you're going, people think that's okay to right. try? Like full full 180. Just turn around. Yeah. Bright eyes. Just turn them around. Turn, turn the beat around. <laughs> Copyright. Um. Yeah. So, so that, that's, that, let's just jump on that one. Yeah. I don't like the term fag hag. I don't think that that, I think that that term was something back in the day. Um, Yeah, we're talking during, what, like 14 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We're talking, yeah, we're talking 14 (laughs) years ago. Um, where that where that was a statement that was super popular. Yeah. You know, it was something that people were like, oh, well, and some women were proud of it. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm a fag hag. That term should not be used anymore because it it's more of an insult now because to me, fag hag is a woman who is trying to infiltrate a gay group. 
Um, and that's not the way it should be. You can associate with gay men. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but that just makes you, you know, a friend of Dorothy's, you know, in a way. Yeah. Um, and with you, it was kind of confusing that people were calling you that because the thing was like, you are attracted to both sexes. You don't have really a line or boundary. I wouldn't call you bisexual because you're not like a hundred percent like, yeah, I'm attracted to all women. I'm attracted to all men. You're more of what I know people hate this term and it's okay to say this. Um, (laughs) You're more of what's called pansexual. You're attracted to the person. You don't care what's between their legs. Right. It's all about who that person is and how they approach life. That's the kind of person you are. That's why you and your husband are so good together is because he's got the same kind of personality that you do. Yeah. So it works. And he, he totally like when we were having that conversation, um, because our daughter wanted to talk about that as well. Uh, cause she feels the same. Like she's more attracted to the person that they are rather than their genitals, you know, but right. she's also, you know, almost 13. So right now she's more focused on, are they nice to me? Do they treat me well? Things like that. Um, but we were having that conversation and Tim was like, I was like, I don't know that I would consider myself bisexual. And Tim was like, no, you're totally pansexual. Like, yeah, he was like, I don't think you would mind dating somebody who was trans. And I was like, no, I wouldn't mind. Absolutely not. And he was like, then you're pansexual. And I was like, oh, my husband telling me what my sexuality is. (laughs) Just confirming. Yeah. And he was like, you've always been like that. And I was like, oh, I guess I never really. And he was like, whether you wanted to admit it or not, uh, you know, and I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. (laughs) It is what it is. That's that's what makes it difficult for me, though, during Pride Month, to be honest. What do you mean? Um, I feel like personally, there is a lot of prejudice in the lgbtqia plus community of uh females in seemingly hetero relationships saying that they're gay yeah so here's here's my thing i think the term gay i think i I, it's such a negative aspect and it is okay um to use the word queer A lot of people use that as a negative term, but the word gay, I feel like is more of a male driven word. Um, It's more like I'm, I'm gay because I'm attracted to only men. Yes, I am attracted to trans men as well, but that's because that is a man. So I'm attracted to men. I have no desire to be with a woman or a trans woman because that is a woman and I'm not attracted to women. So for me, my terminology is that I am gay for me. You are just queer. Yeah. Because you are just in that group of, you know, you sh- you are attracted to men and women. It doesn't really matter what's between the legs. Yes, it's technically pansexual. I don't like the word pansexual. It just feels weird to me. I To me, it feels like I'm attracted to a pot and pan set <laughs> at Walmart. Yeah. I personally just don't like it. It's just a phrasing that I think is weird. 
Um, I know there's like a whole thing about it in detail of why we use the word pansexual, and I don't need you to educate me. I have a Google machine too. Yeah. All I'm saying is, like, to me, I feel like you were just queer. Yeah, I definitely you were just one of those people. Yeah, I definitely like if if someone were to ask, which nobody does because I'm married to a man, like a, a cisgendered man. Um, everybody just assumes. You know, but if anybody ever asks, I tell them like, no, I'm queer because I don't, you know, and and to me, I don't like pansexual because I feel like to me, trans men are men and trans women are women. Right. So either way, it's bisexual. But I understand needing other people needing the confirmation, if that makes sense. Right. It's more of a label situation, mm-hmm. uh, putting place, people in a box. My other thing is, um, going off of that subject as well, you know, I have a friend who, and I'm not going to say their name because I didn't get permission to have this conversation. I have a friend who's married to a trans man, um, and she constantly gets told, well, you're not a lesbian because you're married to a trans man. And I'm like, but they were with them before they transitioned. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but that doesn't make you a lesbian. No, it does, because they were attracted to the female before they had transitioned. Right. When they transitioned, yes, they turned into a male, but that still makes them a lesbian. They're attracted to their partner because their partner was still their partner beforehand. Right. Um, that That's who they got with, and they transitioned, and they had to deal with losing that person, which I know that they suffered a lot going through that. There was like this whole identity crisis and thing. But the problem that I have is I don't understand, and this is not okay, putting people in a box. I don't understand why we have to constantly say that people are, you're either this or you're this. Mm -hmm. Well, in the gay community, we definitely should not be putting people in a box because we've been put in the boxes our our entire life. Um, And I think that that's the big problem that we have is I don't care what your sexuality is. Whatever you're going to be, you're going to be. It doesn't change the way I look at you. The only thing is, is it going to make me want to have sex with you? Yes or no. (laughs) That's the that's that's all it boils down to. Right. You know, and that that's where my problem comes from is constantly having to put labels on everything. Um, So let's jump into another thing that kind of goes into the whole label thing. Um, What I. I have a problem with non-binary people who, when you try to have the discussion with them and you're trying to learn about their their identity as a non-binary person mm-hmm. and you slip up and you make mistakes, and it kind of goes with the trans community as well, I don't think it's okay for those people to get upset with you. If you are sitting there and you are dressed, you have long hair, and you have long nails, and you're wearing a skirt, and you have a feminine voice, and you get upset at me because I call you her. (laughs) In that moment, when I'm looking at you, you were 100% looking as a female. So I'm calling you what you look like. Right. And it's just like me in drag. People see me in a dress, and people are like her. And I'm like, oh, well, my drag persona is non-binary. And they still refer to me as her, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. And people were just like, why are you okay with that? Shouldn't you be upset? No, I'm not upset by it, because at the time, I'm presenting as female. Yes, I'm a female in a beard and a white face, 
but I'm still presenting in that moment as a female. Now, if they come back to me later and I'm in a suit and they refer to me as female, I'm still okay with it because the thing is I'm dabbling between two different sexes and mixing the two together and it doesn't bother me, you know? And I think that that, that kind of does the same thing for me when I refer to someone as non-binary and I slip up and they, like there was a post that was made on a non-binary person's page where they said, if you call me by her, when you refer to me, we're not friends. And I honestly wanted to reply back. That's fine. We're not friends. Yeah. Because you getting upset at that for somebody who is trying to understand and trying to get in your non-binary situation. And I'm going to slip up because you're wearing a skirt and you're wearing heels and you're presenting as female. And we're having conversation. You have a feminine voice. And every time you come to me, it's a very feminine acting I'm going to refer to you as girl. I do that with anybody yeah. who is like that. And I do the same thing with men. Mm-hmm. If you're presenting as male and you look like a male and you talk like a male and everything about you is male, then I'm going to refer to you as male. It's not a dig. It's not, it's me not thinking and I shouldn't have to stay on my toes constantly in order to be correct in your situation. You should just understand that people are not going to be that way. Um, and kind of, I don't want to say deal with it because that's a rude way to say it, but understand just like with your sister and your nephew, you know, your sister keeps referring to them as their dead name. That's going to happen for a while. Yeah. And I'm hoping that he understands that that's going to happen and will accept it as not a dig or a hateful thing, but simply as I'm trying to adjust. Yeah. You got to give me Tom. It's. It's it doesn't bother him when it's a slip up. It bothers him that it's intentional. Right. And there's a far difference with Yeah, it's it's refusal on my sister's part. Um, you know, I gave you that name. Why do you not like that name? Things like that and intentionally. But to me, she says his you know, his chosen name. Um and sometimes his chosen name plus his dead name. And I'm like, okay, well, at least it's some sort of effort. No, it's really funny that you right. brought this up because we literally just had this conversation at dinner tonight. We literally just talked about this, um, me, Tim, and the kids. Just how I don't have a problem with even if you are... um. I'm trying to not step on toes. If you are pre-medical transition and uh-huh. and dressing as your transition. Um right. So like if you are male to female but you you know have not started that medical transition yet and you're you know your features haven't feminized or anything like that but you are dressing feminine I'm going to address you feminine. Correct. You know, Um, but if you are post-transition and you dress feminine, uh, like if you're male to female, I mean, sorry, female to male, and you still dress feminine, but then get upset when people call you she, her, especially upon first meeting them, um... I don't understand being so upset when somebody misgenders you, especially if they don't know you on like a personal level, you know? Yeah. 
if you're wearing no, you're the quote unquote. I get what you're saying. So you're yeah. saying like once you transition, you transition into the person you're so you were supposed to be. Right. But you're still pulling so many elements from the sex that you were born with. Right. And then you get upset because somebody has done that. I have a problem with that as well. Yeah. Um, I'm totally cool with you being the person that you want to be like the person that you were supposed to be. I'm totally cool with that. Once you transition, if you start to dabble into the other part, I'm going to probably misgender you. And it's not out of malice. It's not out of hate. But if you walk up to me and you have transitioned into a male, female to male, Mm -hmm. transitioned into a male, and then all of a sudden you walk up to me and you're wearing a giant dress with long hair and makeup, and you look at me and be like, how dare you call me a female? I'm sorry, Polly Pocket, but you're dressed like a woman. <laughs> like, you can't get mad at me for that. Polly Pocket. All right, Betty Polly Spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll pull it back a little. No, but that that's how I feel about it. And it's just like, my thing is gender, I don't, okay, oh, this is a subject that a lot of people disagree with, and that's fine. I don't believe that gender matters. Yeah. Gender to me does not matter unless I'm sleeping with you. Like, gender, I don't care. Like, I don't care what your gender is. It's not that I don't recognize it. I recognize your gender. I appreciate your gender. I appreciate all genders. There's a There was a subject that I found on TikTok, kind of goes with this whole subject, of as somebody who is a gay male, gay men worship the ground that women walk on. Not yeah. because they want to be them, but because they respect them to a whole nother level. And that's why we physically can't sleep with them is because we look at them as idols to the point that we can't sleep with them because we feel like it's, it's kind of sacrilegious. It's not okay for us. Yeah. Kind of in a way. Yeah. Um, and there was a conversation uh, I saw on the live yesterday that I got involved in that kind of had the same aspect of, you know, if you look at gay men and look who they worship, it's or the the idols that they have. It's not because of the fact that we're like, oh my god, I love her because she's so fierce. I want to be just like her. It's not nine times out of ten. That's not the case. Nine times out of ten, it's it's us looking at them and looking at them being like, oh my god, this person is so perfect. Like I think that they are the best thing in the world. I couldn't imagine them pooping. Like yeah. <laughs> there's no way that this person poops. Like. It's kind of that kind of situation um, that it's such a respect level that we don't. And it's kind of the opposite where we don't respect men. So it's like (laughs) I can penetrate you and I don't care that it hurts your feelings. You know, it's one of those moments. And I didn't think of it that way until I sat down and I was like, okay, who are my idols? And I started picking it apart and I was like, damn. You're kind of right, though. Damn. Like, you're kind of 100% correct. And it's kind of the same thing when it comes to race as well. Because I don't mind, you know, I'll sleep with any race. You know, I'm not that person. I don't care what your race is. Um, I appreciate your race. I think that your race is awesome. I don't care either way because I don't look at that when I look at a partner. Right. Um, When I date you, I appreciate it. But for me, I was having this conversation I feel this like high regard and love for black people. I think that they are the bee's knees. I think they're the best in the world. You know, I look at black people and hold them up to such a high standard because I think that they're so amazing. Right. Like, have you seen some of these black women? Like, come on. White women couldn't even compete. Yeah. You know, Shea Coulee, look at that bitch. 
Hello. Uh, I mean, touch her. Even She's in, gorgeous. Even in like our personal lives as well, you know, like God, um, especially around where we live now, it's like, it's such a culture shock almost because we moved from Centerville, yeah. bumfuck, middle of nowhere. And now there's every race around us, you know, and right. it's so amazing. <laughs> well, I love it so much. I'm like, ah, oh, yes, there is yeah, and that's- color everywhere. I love it. Yeah. And there's not that question of, is this okay? Is this not okay? Type situation. Um, but what I'm getting at is there, the conversation went along with that whole the whole idea of, well, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't imagine penetrating a black person mm-hmm. because of the fact that I hold them to such a high regard that I couldn't do it. Uh-huh. Now, would I let them top me? I've, I'm a top 100%, but I'd let them do it. Because if I'm attracted to them, I don't give a shit about that. Like, that's something we can work through. Right. But I couldn't do that, too. Like, it feels like it would be such an invasion. Like, I couldn't do it. Okay. And it's the same thing with women. Yeah. Like, it's it's an invasion. I feel like I am not worthy enough to do that to you, so I can't do that to you. Okay. But I'll let you do it to me. <laughs> fair. Fair is fair. Right. Um. So. Yeah, and... Real quick, while we were on the uh, labeling and everything. So I worked at a mental health facility and addiction treatment center years ago. Uh, I say years ago. It's been like, what, four years? Um, But we had all women's houses and all men's houses. And they were divided by what their uh, diagnoses were. So we had like a trauma house, we had um, alcohol and addiction house, and so on and so forth, you know. Um, And we had quite a few trans people come to the women's houses. And it it makes sense thinking about it because female to male and male to female trans came to the women's houses because... It's, uh, you know, the alternative is going to a house full of men who are, you don't know if they're going to be as, as, as accepting or in my case, I worked with the, um, clients with like PTSD and severe levels of trauma. So a lot of that trauma did come from men. So, you know, obviously they wouldn't go stay at a man's house, but it was very difficult for some of the, my peers, I'll say that, the people that I worked with to respect those people's pronouns. Um, for instance, we, <laughs> there was another RA, resident assistant is what was our title, Um, there was another RA who her name was also Amy. (laughs) Okay. And we had this client who was uh, female to male, but very, sorry. I think one of the dogs is barking outside. I was like, is someone talking to me? What is going on? Oh no. My cat's back. Sorry guys. That is a great sound bite. <laughs> My cat's back. Um. Anyways, he was very 
male presenting. You know, like you could tell, like he carried himself very well. And uh, this other RA, Amy, just kept misgendering him all the time. And he had a hard time at group one time and walked out and she followed him and was like, you know, I don't know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And he told her, like, it really makes me uncomfortable when you misgender me that way. And she was literally, she literally said, but you're so pretty as a girl. (gasps) And so, Yeah. yeah. And so from then on, I was good, Amy. And she was bad, Amy. <laughs> and even when he left, because I did my best to respect everybody's pronouns and, you know, all of their their given names, because um, we would have to check, because we gave out medications, we would have to, you know, have their birth names and their given names. But I would always call them by their chosen names, rather. You know what I mean? Um, and she did not do that, even though it was expected of us to do that because we're there for them to help them, you know, resident assistant makes sense. Um, but I always did my very, very best to respect everybody. And, um, even after that client left the ranch, like somehow the rumor kept going that I was good, Amy, and she was bad, Amy, for like two fucking years. <laughs> that is so funny. So my last boss, when I, before I uh, left there, um, it started up again that, <laughs> that she was bad Amy and I was good Amy. And my boss would just be like, you guys can't say that. And they'd be like, <laughs> she would start laughing behind you know behind closed doors and she was like i don't know why they call her that and i was like i know why (laughs) i know the reason that she's named that she's a bitch anyways so (laughs) i don't feel bad talking about her well i mean facts are facts when you're a jerk yeah okay um so moving forward getting on this truck uh, so another thing that I find so funny is, uh, when it comes to drag, cause that's a big part of our community, mm-hmm. uh, people thinking that everything is drag race or everything, even I'll even say this or everything fits into a dragula box. Yeah. Um, I kind of had this happen and I wasn't mad about it because yeah. I know that this is society. I kind of had this happen at the pageant. Somebody had taken a photo with me. And my, I said, yeah, I'm so excited to compete next year. And they said, oh, you won't need to do that. You'll be on Dragula next year. And I was like, that's not how this works. And not all of us are planning on being on a TV show. Um, and then the realization came to my brain of, oh, my God. Now, no matter what kind of drag you do, you either are a RuPaul Drag Race future contestant or you are a Boule Brothers Dragula future contestant. Mm. Whether you like it or not, you're in one of those boxes. And I guess it kind of goes with the labeling thing. But it was just so funny because like... <laughs> Sorry. I just thought, or you're Sarah Andrews and you do both. Or you just bitch. do whatever you want to. And you just go, <laughs> mm. I changed my name and my face. You're right. Um, 
but but that's that's kind of what it is is you people are we're putting these little boxes which goes back to the labeling thing Ugh. but it's not okay to look at drag performers and compare them to other people because let me explain we it doesn't look like we do a lot it looks like we kind of just you know show up and perform for you for five minutes at a time. Oh my God. You don't understand the work that goes into this. Oh the my money. God. <laughs> and when someone looks at me and goes, Oh my God, you look just like so-and-so that is the biggest insult. That yeah. is not okay for you to do. You don't get to walk up to somebody and be like, Oh my God, you look just like Sarah Andrews. And it's just like, <sighs> people do that. That's to you? not Okay. Well, they don't do that to me. They don't do it anymore. Okay. I used to get compared when I did female drag to Sharon Needles. Oh. And the punk funk fairy tale, the princess. Those were the two that I always got pegged as. They're just like, oh, this this is Miss October. You know, she does stuff just like the princess. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't. Yeah. And it's not an insult. And I want to clarify, this is not an insult. It's tech. Okay. When you really want to look at it, it's a compliment, but it's also an insult because right. you never want to be compared to someone else when you're trying to do your own version of art. Yeah. Um, and to me, drag is art. So when someone compares me as somebody, it's kind of, it's, it's like, I admire the princess so much. Love her. I think that she's fantastic. She's a great performer. RuPaul's Drag Race robbed her. She is so good at what she does. Um, but on the other hand, I don't want to be compared to her because I don't want anybody to put a side-by-side photo of us and go, when you order it on Wish and when it shows up, oh. like that's not that's not what you want in the drag community, and that's kind of what people do. Um, and that's why I kind of changed my drag around completely, Yeah, is to kind of try to go into my own box that way, if anybody comes along that does the same thing, they'll be like, oh, you're, you know, you look kind of like witchcrafted. Um, Boom. And like I said, not really the goal, but, <laughs> you know. Oh, whatever. I think my cat just sneezed. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Um, another thing that is not okay, and then we'll move off of drag in general. Do not just go to a bar just because of the fact that your favorite drag performer is there Support all drag because all drag is relevant. If you go to a show and you don't have money, let's just say, hey, it's been a hard week. I want to go see a drag show. I don't have any money. Don't sit there and just you pay to cover. First of all, you pay to cover to get there. Okay. Have a great time. But that's the thing. Have a great time. Cheer, hoot, holler, clap your hands, wave around like you just don't care. Tip with your voice. Yeah. If you cannot tip physically. And don't just cheer for the person that you like the most. Oh, this isn't a competition. Icky. Yeah, that's icky. Oh, it happens. Oh, it happens all the time. And I get on to people for that, too. Like, when I do shows, if I'm sitting there and somebody walks out on the stage and I'm not hearing people cheer for them, I will go out to my group and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you not cheering? Well, it's not you. I don't care. Yeah. Like, you don't understand the strength and intelligence when you walk out on stage in drag, there is this moment where, first of all, you can't see. Everybody <laughs> thinks like the moment we get on stage, we can see everything. I can't see a thing. That light is so bright that God himself is standing behind it going, I didn't produce this. I don't know where this came from. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. 
The light is bright. It's extremely hot. It's really hot up there. <laughs> ah, it's fucking hot. Just reminds me of uh, House Bunny. Ah, it's hot. <laughs> um, when she's standing on the manhole. Okay, sorry. Off subject. But when we're on stage, first of all, we can't see you. We cannot see you at all. Because the location is either one of two things. It's either so bright that we can't see anything. Or two, it's so dark that... We don't know if you can see us or not. Like it's a, it's it's one of the two. Unless you're just doing like a bar show, then maybe you can see us and we can see you. But most likely, we're wearing five pairs of lashes. We have no idea what's <laughs> happening. Everything just looks like bangs. It's it's a whole thing. You just have a whole so don't get a whole spider on your eye. <laughs> a whole spider on your eye. So going along with that. People that get mad at drag performers who don't acknowledge them when they're performing. I don't know where I'm at for the first two minutes of my three minute song. By the end, I know where I'm at. And I'm like, oh, they're so and so. I'll go like dance over beside them. Like I can do that now because my vision is fixed. You know, and everybody just doesn't understand why drag performers don't immediately go and collect tips. Oh, well, they just think that they're better. No, honey, I can't see you. I can't I see. I physically cannot see you. <laughs> physically, I, I am you're blinded blonde. right now. <laughs> physically, I don't know where I'm at. See, so we're I, best friends. Here. I couldn't. I couldn't. I, you have so much gut getting up there and, and doing that. Like, the fact that I didn't even think about the moment when you step on stage because you make it look so fluid and just like, yeah, I'm doing this shit. But like... I have such bad stage fright. I would yeah. I would probably have a heart attack and die. The second I stepped into the spotlight, I ain't seeing nobody, bitch, because I'm dead. There's yeah. nothing and, going the on same, there. And you know what's so funny? Like, a lot of people have asked me this. They're like, when you go into a pub, when I'm in public, or I'm at a bar or something, I'm kind of quiet at first. Um, and it, it's a self you know, it's kind of like a self-defense thing. It's because I'm I'm mapping out my area to see if I'm safe. Um, but <laughs> not even you. with that, I still don't. Not me. Um, but it, it, I sound like I'm so good, like on the microphone, blah blah blah. Every time I step out on the stage, if you look at the videos real close, the first two minutes, I'm scared out of my damn mind. I'm afraid I'm going to fall. I'm afraid a light's going to fall on me. There's somebody in the crowd with a gun. There's so many things that performers <laughs> that goes through their mind, especially when we first step out on stage, because at the back door, we're behind a curtain, right? Yeah. So that bright light's not on us. They open that, and then I'm wearing contacts, and my contacts pulled the SpongeBob moment where his eyes dry up real quick. <laughs> That's exactly what happens to me every single time. So if you look closely at all of my videos, you see my eyes get real big. I'm not trying to be dramatic. I literally don't know what's happening, and I'm pulling a SpongeBob going, all right, let's get out here and not fall off the stage. Oh, God. What if you were just like, Every time. water? I am honestly going to do that during one of my performances. Just when it That's opens, great. have them open the thing and me walk out and be like, water, and then just like turn around and then drink a thing of water and then continue the show. Um, Put a globe on your so, head. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's my thing. Like a lot of people, a lot of people go into drag for the wrong reasons. Um, and we're not getting, that's a whole nother subject for a different day. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, you've got to realize that we spend, let's say, let me look at one of my costumes. Let me think here. I spend about 50 to hundred dollars on jewelry. Then my costume itself usually is about seven to 80 bucks. 
Um, then we're looking at the stones that I put on my costumes. Goodness. So not counting the makeup because the makeup is supplied so far. So you're looking at four, maybe $500 a costume. When right. You really, really break it down to brass tacks. Yeah. Um, and you're not tipping. I understand you don't have money. I didn't ask you to come here and spend money on me. But you can at least act a fool and make me feel your energy because I fuel off of that. Yeah. A hundred percent when I perform. Um, so the what's not okay to do is sit in the crowd and not respond. Like, if you don't have money, that's okay. I don't care if you have money or not. I need to feel something from you so that when I collect money from the people who are giving me money, I can give them a good show too and not just stand up there and go, all right, I made $3 on this $500 costume. If I keep doing this for at least another, I don't know, 700 shows, I'll make my money back <laughs> and then walk off stage. Hoop, you know? hoop and holler. I mean, I've gone to drag shows with you where I didn't have dollars to tip people. You know, right. it, especially when we were 18 and didn't have a job and all that, you know, we could scrounge up enough for our cover charge and maybe a drink. And it was like, I'm going right. to go and act a fool and dance to their music and, you know, holler for them. But I can't tip them right now. Right. And for me, it's not about like uh, some people get into drag because they hope in the long run they'll be able to make money. My thing is I look at this as like a hobby of like collecting Funkos or something of that sort because to me it is. To me, this is just something fun that I do to relieve stress. This is just kind of like the podcast itself. You know, I don't want this to be a stressful situation because this is where I get to relax and chill and get to be myself. And drag does the same thing. When I do drag, I get to relax and I get to have fun and I get to just be somebody else for like five whole minutes instead of being Joshua Lancaster, who's in debt and, <laughs> and deals with the trauma and all these other things. Like when I'm on stage, I'm a whole different person. He said, who's in debt? <laughs> who's in debt? cash app is in the bottom no oh. um but that that i mean that's that's what it boils down to for me and i think a lot of people forget that drag is you know is so important to the gay community um here's something that i know me and you were going to disagree on and it's kind of where you know i'm cool with this being the closing if it is okay and we can go back to this is it okay at another time um with other questions okay <sighs> I know you're going to attack me because you have very firm beliefs on this. I think it's perfectly fine for leather daddies and people who wear pup hoods to be at pride because leather daddies and people who wore pup, uh, people who wear pup hoods, they're kind of the whole reason that we have pride. Um, they were the ones who were in the forefront who helped out so much during pride, who were kind of our bodyguards a lot of the time because they're intimidating looking. Um, now, the pup hoods weren't a thing until recently. Um, and actually, fun story, pup hoods were actually made for therapy sessions. They weren't made as a fetish type thing. Um, pup hoods were originally made because men felt like, or people in general, being placed as an animal or something in that sense helped them to calm down and to breathe and have a moment. Um, and... You know, it was a therapy tactic. It's kind of like the hugging machines that they have for people. It's kind of in the same realm of that. Um, it, it locks in something when they put, I can't wear one. I've tried one on and I panicked because I was like, uh, uh, 
I can I can't hear things very well. Like I was like close space. I don't like it. But I know people who wear pup hoods because they can't go out in public without wearing some type of hood. And a lot of times they won't even they have stuff delivered to their houses. They're kind of shut ins, um, and it allows them to the, express themselves. And a lot of people are like, well, okay. I don't want my kids going to pride if they're going to expose, be exposed to people in fetish gear. And the thing is those people that are in fetish gear, nine times out of 10 are not there because of the fact that they're trying to have sex with someone. They're showing their version of pride, which is being a leather daddy and being in their pup hoods and stuff. So I personally don't have a problem with it. I know a lot of people are like, well, I don't want my kids exposed to that because that's a kink. And it's like being gay was known as a kink originally. It wasn't a lifestyle. It was known as a kink. Um, And that has, of course, now completely changed because people know that it's not the same thing. And it's kind of like with leather daddies and stuff like that, their comfort zone is being in that gear because they're there a lot of the times to protect us um, because even though we hire police and security and other people like that, you know, pride originally started as riots. Like that's what it was. It was protesting and riots. These were the men at the front forefront, along with our lesbians going, get away from our little tiny twinks. They'll break in half. If you scream at them too hard, like don't do it. And that's, that's why I don't mind it being at pride. Now, if you do, very strange things with it. Like if you're trying to make out while you're wearing your pup hood or you're doing stuff that is more sexualized. I don't agree with that, but I agree with wearing your pride because it is pride. If that makes sense. Mm. (laughs) Okay. Me, 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 excuse me. Um, so, I, I've never thought about the leather daddy thing. That weirds me out to say that. Um, like, if you're walking around in assless leather chaps, yes, I have a problem. That, I'm totally with you. Assless, like being, that's what I'm talking about. Like, doing it as a fetish yes. is not okay. But doing if, it as an identity is fine. If you're doing it like Rob Halford from Judas Priest, where you're wearing, you know, you're wearing your full leather gear, but there's no private part showing. And I, yes, your ass is a private part. Like, your whole yeah, ass, you. definitely a private part. Like, not appropriate. Um, the pup hood thing, <clears throat> I don't agree with. Because to me, it's the same as wearing a gimp hood or a gimp mask. Right. And like, yes, we could say, oh, sensory deprivation. If if you are scared to go out in crowds, I don't understand the logic of I'm scared to go in crowds. But if I wear this thing that makes me look even weirder, so people are going to stare at me. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. People are going to stare at you more with a pup hood on than without the pup hood on. They're going to give you more attention because you have that on. And I don't necessarily agree that, I mean, that would be like a dominatrix going out in her full gear. Like, no, that's not appropriate for, for a family function 
as such as pride, which I understand a lot of people want to argue like, well, pride isn't for families, but I have children who are gay. Right. You know, and you know, I, like I said earlier, my, my nephew who is a minor is asking me to go to pride because he wants to show pride in himself and, and be around those like-minded people and see how the world is and, you know, being included in something where he's felt so excluded his whole life. And so like, yes, he's old enough to know kind of what that is. But like, if I take my nine year old, he's going to be like, mama, why is that guy wearing a dog mask? That's weird. (laughs) You know, like if we're going to say one can come, but one can't, then that's not fair. You know? Right. Like, I don't want to see people in gimp hoods walking around. I, I just don't. <laughs> right. And and that's that's my thing is it's more the, the difference between me and uh, the pup hood and the gimp hood are two different things. Because the it's kind of like the leather pants versus leather chaps. Leather chaps is more of a fetish along with the gimp hood is more fetish. I'm going to have to mark this as explicit and that's fine. The, um, the pup hood rem- is, is attached to leather daddies because pups are, it's hard to explain to someone who's not like in, in the gay community. Which right. I'm not saying you're not a part of the gay community. Right. But, but then, it's, but then you having a hard time explaining it means it shouldn't be walking around freely outside is what I'm saying. Well, no, I'm trying to explain this to like people who wouldn't understand it. People who have never seen the pup hood situation. Yeah. Pup hoods to like pup hoods have become a part of the LGBT community recently, mainly because it's not about the fetish and it's not about that stuff. It's about, these people are so I'm attracted to people who are pups and not because they wear the dog mask or anything like that. It's because of the way that their persona is. Their persona is very much like I just kind of keep to myself. I do like nerdy things and I kind of want to be left alone. And if I invite you into to my little circle, then we're cool. And they started calling them pups and then they started to want to identify as that pup persona. So that's when they started wearing the hoods. Now, not every pup wears a hood. I know a lot of pups who will wear like a baseball cap with the pup ears on it. And they're like, I'm a pup. And it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. The pup hood is just something that is more of an outward expression of how they feel. Um, and we can go back and forth on this all yeah. day long. Neither one of us, it's not really our choice at the end of the day right? on who gets to come to Pride and who doesn't. Um, the Pride board kind of makes that decision. I'm part of the Pride board. But, you know, that's one thing that, like, my, um, one of the entertainers was like, I really want to see somebody do, like, a pup, not pup drag, but express that they are a pup and they do drag on the side or vice versa. Um, that's something that she wanted because it is such a big part of our community. Um, and pups are knocked so much now by our community. Um, which I didn't know if you knew this or not, but pups are really shamed in our community. I I didn't even, Um, I didn't even know it was a thing until yeah. Like the last year. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't, I don't understand the correlation between, 
all the gay synonyms and animals. Like, that's another thing that I'm like, why? Why do we do this? I think, so, it's so, for us, as gay people, we want to identify as something, but not all be grouped. It's kind of the label thing. Yeah. Where we don't want to all be grouped into one box. We all kind of want our separate things because we're all so different. You've got people who are bears, I don't technically fit in with the bear group because I'm not tall. I'm not masculine. I don't have hair all over my body. I don't technically fit in there. I still identify as a bear because there's nothing for me to identify as. But but um, no, no, I, I get it. I understand. I'm just saying, why do we have to pick animals? Because there's nothing really to identify else with. Um, if you look at it, animals are such a animals are taught to us as children. Um so we grow up and we're like, that's a bear. Bears are masculine and fuzzy. Um, some are nice and some are mean. Those are bears. And then we look over here and then somebody's like, oh, that's an otter. Well, he's skinny. He's still hairy, but he's super cute and he's, he's really kind. Oh, this is a pup. This is somebody who's loyal and sweet and kind. And, you know, puppies can, uh, pups can be all different sizes, <laughs> but they're still pups. Sorry. I just uh, you just keep saying pup and I keep imagining puppies, but you're talking about a human and the only person I know that says like that pup over there regarding puppies is like stupid rednecks. Oh yeah. That pup. That pup. That pup. That pup over there. And I'm like my brain just went in a whole different direction. I get it. I understand. I just find it almost comical that it's like Every subgenre of, you know, the gay culture is related to an animal, and I'm like, it is. Why? Why do we? Why do we have to be animals? Can I be like? I think it's a unicorn. It's the easiest thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the easiest thing to identify with, um, because as humans, we don't really identify with anything. I mean, look at us growing up. You know, we all used to pretend to be animals as kids. You know, growing uh, up those small edges, huh? I never pretended to be an animal. You're telling me when you went outside to play on the playground, you weren't like, oh, look, monkey bars. I'm a monkey. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I am weak, so I did not climb on the okay. monkey bars. Um, oh, my God. I played Spice Girls and Powerpuff Girls. Well, that's because that's okay. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, it's kind I'm of just the busting same your thing. balls at this just, time at this point. At this point. It's it's almost um, 11 o'clock here, so I'm like, why? We're winding down. Why are we animals? Subject. Can I be an iguana? So I can whip you with my tail? Yeah. My ass. Dominatrix are iguanas. Boom. We're calling it. We're calling it. Dominatrix are not but, iguanas. But no, I understand what you mean. I would like to see the sources on the whole, it started as a psychology experiment thing. Um. But I think if we're going to allow one thing that could be considered a kink at Pride, then all the other things that are considered a kink be allowed at Pride. I am going to throw something. You will not believe what I just saw out of the corner of my eye. What? My wallet. Nuh-uh. I'm not kidding. I'm dead. (laughs) I am going to throw something. It has been there the entire time. Where's it at? It is in my other work chair. 
<sighs> behind my sewing machine. Judas. No. No. <laughs> uh, I'm going to scream. He's been looking for this wallet through. for what, like a month now? I have canceled every card and had to get new cards. Of, I am going to throw a fit. Y'all are hearing this live. I found my wallet and I'm mad about it. Y'all don't understand. I tore my house to pieces over the last two months looking for this damn wallet. It has so many important things in it that I can't replace. And I, I've been like, I'm never going to find this wallet. It doesn't exist. Blah. It's Hold on. I'm going to send you a picture real quick. Oh, my God. Sorry, guys. This is such a live update that I'm going to pee myself. Breaking news. Joshua found his wallet. You'll see it, like, in the photo. You got to look close, but you'll see it. I'm so angry right now. Like, you do not... Y'all don't understand the literal... I'm... I I need Jesus. I'm so (laughs) upset. Hold on. I'm so upset. Like, this is not even... You're going to see this picture, and you're going to get mad. Like, ugh. I'm waiting. I just sent it to you. Everybody's sending me this Pride Month where you take the word Pride Month and slam it together, and it says demon. And I love it. Okay, I sent it to you. (laughs) If you zoom in and you look right beside that coat hanger... That's in that chair. Oh, hey, there's your wallet. Right between the white and the black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to send this to Daniel while we're while we're finishing up. Hey, look, I found your wallet, I'm Joshua. S- it was in your old work chair. <laughs> you don't understand how mad I am right now. I am so mad. I'm so There's two credit cards that I didn't cancel that are in there. Good there's for you. There's two credit cards that are in there. That, I didn't cancel because I, I didn't see any charges on it. So I was like, I'm not going to cancel this just yet. And I was going to cancel them later on this week. I was like, okay, I will can I will finally cancel them. Cause I don't want to take the chance. I don't have to cancel. I'm so mad. Daniel's going to look at this photo. DK is going to look at this photo and be like, I don't know what you're talking. What's this photo? Of? I don't <laughs> see what you're seeing. I'll be like, zoom in real close and you'll see it. He's going to go off. He's going to be like, what is this photo? Anyways, we're going to close up the podcast now because I'm so mad. I'm going to throw something. I don't know what's happening in my life. My life is officially ruined. Happy Pride Month, people. I found my wallet. Like, there oh you go. Oh, my God. Jagazus, oh shine upon you. Oh, my God. Anyways, this has been It's Okay. Um, I hope you guys liked it. it. It was something that we literally had to throw together. I had nothing else. I was exhausted. I've had pride meetings every single week because we have pride in literally three days. I was doing the pageant. Uh, Oh my God. He just texted me back. He said, are you fucking shitting me? Tell me you were joking. (laughs) He saw it. I'm so frustrated. Oh my God. Like we've, we've literally all me, him and our friend Max uh, were here because we were going to go to Dragula and I had to have ID to be able to access the location. By the way, they never checked IDs once. Oh my God. Never once. Even though they said everybody had to check ID. I just, no, 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 they did. They checked it outside. So they did check our IDs. I remember that now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They didn't check it at the door because we all had to stand in the lawn. Yeah. Um, Anyways, found my ID. I'm super happy now. Happy gay miss. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought that this was a great set. I'm broken right now. I don't even know how to end this podcast because I'm so broken. But 
Uh, once again, guys, we love you so much. We appreciate you being part of the podcast. Uh, of course, go to witchcraftedpodcast.com where you can totally get some great uh, witchcrafted merch. I know that your nephew is going to make us something uh, soon, uh, which I'm super excited to see what he's going to create. Um, you can, of course, get that on uh, witchcraftedpodcast.com by simply selecting store, and then it'll take you straight to Redbubble. Feel free to, once you get those photos of you in your merch, showing them off and being happy, send us pictures of them. We would love to see you in your merch, um, your witchcrafted merch. If you are in the Tennessee area, um, please come up to Upper Cumberland Pride. It is at Dogwood Park. Shut up, Amy. It is at Dogwood Park. Um, I am performing between the times of 1 and 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, I will also be walking around uh, since I'm on the board, um, kind of helping out in different booths, um, getting money together, doing all that fun stuff. Uh, and I just want to kind of give everybody a little quick reminder before we sign off. And, of course, you can throw anything else in here before uh, we do that. If you are going to Pride, do not interact with the protesters. If they say something to you, agree with them, laugh with them, have fun. Don't quote the Bible with them. Don't do any of that stuff. Just smile and be like, you're a good person and just walk away from the situation. Don't interact. Don't fight with them. It does us no good to continue to fight with people who are stupid and refuse to recognize that being gay is not a choice. Being trans is not a choice. Your skin color is not a choice. None of these things are choices. We are simply people, and it is Pride Month, and we are going to have a great time. I'm sorry that whoever decided to make Pride decided to do it in June. I guess they are slightly sadistic. I don't know why <laughs> June was picked as Pride Month. Literally the hottest the month of the year. <laughs> I mean, I guess they were just like, we like to go to Fire Island. We're all gay. We all must like heat. Oh, God. Um, it's because we're going to hell. That's what it is. Oh, my God. Oh, my perfect. God. It makes so much sense. We're just <laughs> prepping ourselves for hell. Um, but anyways, uh, that's all I have for this week. Uh, anything you would like to say, sign off on, throw something at, flip um, a table. You're going to flip a table because you finally found your wallet. Um, we're not going to talk about this. We're going to pretend. I'm going to just throw it in the trash can and pretend I never found it. Oh, okay. Perfect. It feels like the responsible thing to do. <laughs> um, I don't really. Oh. I mean, reach out to us on so, all the socials besides Twitter. Because um, yes. we're both. That's never happening. Yeah. We're both illiterate in porn. the Twitterverse. Um, reach out to us on the socials. Tell us if you like us. Tell us if you love us. Tell us if you hate us nicely. Because we uh, both get our feelings hurt. Even if we don't show it. Um, My feelings are hurt right now looking at that wallet. Oh, you did it to yourself, love. I don't know why I didn't look there. <laughs> I did look there. <laughs> no, you didn't. Hey, uh, I was right, though. It's going to be in the last place you look. I did look there. I know I looked through this chair. You didn't. Anyways, um, <laughs> with that being said... Don't forget. Don't be bitchy. <laughs> I fucked it up. I fucked it up. It's all good. You do it. Don't be bitchy. Stay witchy. Bye, guys. Bye.